Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Lisa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, Camp Rock. But first, Jay and I have a teen update from okay. the teens that I sometimes work with at my workplace. Um, the teens at work um, watch the Euphoria finale. And on Fridays, I see the two teens that watch Euphoria the most and also have the most opinions. And so I was really excited to ask them about it. And they literally walked in and they were like, did you watch it? Which I really love. I also reminded them that I'm turning 30. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also they complimented my makeup, which was really great. Nice. Like, that won't, like what else could I ask for? Um, I They were really, they, they didn't like it, but they did like to analyze. They really like to analyze the psychology of the characters in a way that I think they just like sort of cycle through like TikTok, like opinions and things like that. And at the at one point at the tail end of a conversation where I was like, oh, I kind of like how they showed us a little more about so-and-so's like family life. One of the teens just like shakes her head and she's like, it's almost like growing up in a violent home just begets more violence. And I was like. <laughs> it is was almost like, like that. <laughs> in the 10th, 11th grade, like that's not how I, <laughs> that's not how I spoke or like. <laughs> I was watching Lost and I was like, Hmm, I'm going to make my password the numbers from Lost. That's what I was like. <laughs> um, but they are they are also New York City kids, so I feel that is like a caveat that I will say. And they actually They're talk a lot than regular kids. They talk a lot about how they like don't understand like the teen suburban experience on TV because it's just like not their life and they're like, "Wow, like it would have been so different." Like Do they do they pine for it or do they know they're cool? They pine for it some of them pine for it a little bit and one of them said she just like wishes she could ride a bicycle and i was like whoa (laughs) wow did you did you ride a bicycle and do like i don't know do you have like suburban outdoor experiences big time big time i my friends were the boys up the street and the boys I had on this, the street. Truly, the bo- I would go hang out with the boys up the street, and we had like a little, little. What is it called when you have like a little hidden, hidden area? What's it called? Secret hideout. Hide a little away. secret hideout. Hideout. That we that we made little traps in, so that the loser kids, if they walked in, they would get trapped. Um, and then I had this little mountain bike, and I also I was a big rollerblader before it was making a comeback. And I once tried to do a jump off this little ramp, and I got the wind knocked out of me. Jane, this is like super cool. This is a super cool Jane origin. Also, traps for other people. Violence, yeah, we, we dug violence. a little hole and then we covered it in a blanket. So if you stepped in, if you stepped on the blanket, you would fall in. And you were like 16? <laughs> Probably like 13. Okay, Maybe 12. No, we were truly children. Um, we should ask our guests if they were pining for bicycles or riding bicycles. Or is there an in-between? I don't know. Would you like to would you like to introduce them? I would. Anna Dresden has written for shows like Miracle Workers, Girls 5 Ever, and Saturday Night Live. She is also the creator, showrunner, and executive producer of Freeform's upcoming satirical animated half-hour series, Praise Petey. Hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi. I w- First of all, I was riding bicycles. I love, it's so romantic to picture city teens pining for bicycles. Yes. I was pretending my bicycle was a horse, which <gasps> yes. is how I know 
that I would have been one of the kids falling into the blanket hole <laughs> instead of setting a blanket hole. Wow, Jane, you came to the right podcast for laying horse traps. Girls. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's very devious. You it rolled that devious. out. You rolled it out like it was like we'd go to the pool, you know, hang out, set traps for other kids. Yeah. This was the only time that I was sort of in a popular group in the oh sense that God. there was a dynamic on the street of one girl who was very disliked. Ooh. And I was like the cooler girl and then a few loser boys and then the rest of the boys. I will say that a lot of the cool boys um still live in my hometown and cool. you know they've they've cool. they've had different life trajectories than I have. Do you think they're riding bicycles or pining for them? They might neither? have to ride bicycles because of, oh. you know, not being able to drive a car for legal oh, reasons. No. So Oh Jane. I don't okay. I, this isn't I'm not trying to judge them. I'm just saying like we Ooh. did go in different directions. <sighs> it's almost like violence begets <laughs> Um, uh, oh, there's a dog, dog on screen. There's, there's a, dog a dog on the screen. screen. This is Ladybird. She's Lady so Bird. cute. She Great has spots. Dog name. She has she seen spots. the movie? Um, she did. She has seen the movie. She watched it with me <laughs> this morning at seven thirty. <laughs> um, Anna, we like to ask all our guests who come on the pod. Aside from the bicycle question, we like to ask, what type of teen were you? Um, I think I was a very quiet teen who had a lot of big feelings, um, sort of same core group of friends, all AP accelerated classes, mm-hmm. um, lived in my head, lots of extracurriculars. I'd say horse girl adjacent, mm. um, which is Lord of the Rings girl, um, <laughs> a girl who plays tenor saxophone. Yeah. Um, in the drama club, not talented, is stage manager. Um, yes. You know, that that kind of teen. Wow. That's good. It's nice to have a non-theater, like non-100% theater kid teen, because we well, do get yes. a lot of those. I mean, I was pretty 100% theater, but I, oh. I never, I didn't come by it naturally. I think I, I just see. needed attention you and also weren't approval. A mean, you weren't like a mean actor. Which no. Yeah. Oh my God, no. I listen. Watching the movie that we watched together, um, I I immediately knew which teen I was. Mm-hmm. I also, yeah. I feel like the mean actors who've come on the pod have been very bold in saying like, yeah, I was I was evil, <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> oh my God, so powerful. I did know it's, it's bringing me back. There's this one like evil actor teen I remember from like freshman year college, but occasionally like the facade would crack. So, like, one time she was sitting in front of, like, her little mirror because she was, like, obviously the lead. And she was looking at her, like, kind of baby hairs, kind of like bangs that were, like, bothering her. And she was like, should I just cut them really short and cut them off? And I was oh. like, what? No. <laughs> oh, no. Did you say, Wait, yes, you should and try and, like, bring her down? This is like a showgirls moment. Instead no, of pushing her down the stairs, you just traps. have her cut her bangs off. No, Look, we've we've all me. thought we've all had that thought. It should work. It should work <laughs> that if you don't like your bangs, you cut them all off and then they're gone. It should work. You just it doesn't. Them. Anna, I have a question. We recently watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and mm-hmm. when you were describing yourself, I could not help think Lena slash Carmen combination hybrid. Oh, does that I, mean anything to you? Is Carmen um, Anna? What's her name? America Ferreira. The, America Ferreira. Uh, 
Whenever I can't think of someone's name, I just think, what's their name? Anna Dresden? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely felt that I was her. Okay. But I, I read the book. I've never seen the movie. Because I'm very smart. And that's I think that might be the only Ooh. situation where that is the case. Okay. Oh. I don't want to present as a smart person. Because I can't read a book. It's not phone. Book is not phone. I gotta look at my phone. <laughs> gotta look at it. Uh, I was actually hanging out with my friend who is um, who's had her first child and she was talking about how like how hard it is to not look at your phone while breastfeeding and I was like oh <laughs> shit yeah wait are absolutely. you not allowed to look at your phone oh is she like no, no screens she was just kind of like first she was just like doing whatever and then she was like this is so much time I could be like bonding I guess and I was oh, like nah, right. I'd be looking at makeup tiktok I feel like you are, you know, you're literally feeding another human. That that sort of is enough. Like you can yeah. look at, you can do your wordle while you're pushing yeah. milk yes. into a. She did mouth. mention wordle. It's um, like yeah. it's like a more loaded version of looking at your phone on the toilet. Yeah, but the toilet is like your legacy. <laughs> you're feeding the toilet in a way. Yeah, all babies are milk toilets, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was recently at a friend's um, apartment and his friend got up to use the toilet and then came back, like came back out of the bathroom and was like, sorry, I forgot my phone. Yes. And a lot of people like roasted wow. him and I was like, no, like not at all. Like, absolutely. I would do the same thing. <laughs> He's living his life out in the sunlight. We're all is, living in a, a cave. This is something I shouldn't put on audio recording but sometimes I like go to the bathroom and then I realize it's going to be like a longer session and I will like get up and go get my phone <laughs> okay um luckily not something I've ever had to do at summer camp see good job amazing okay we got there um what is okay what is everyone's relationship with with Camp Rock the franchise I will be the first to say that I am a newbie to this world. I did not watch Camp Rock at the time. I also just had a thing. I think I mentioned this to you, Jane, where I almost felt like in pop culture, I had to pick a side. And so at that age, I was like, I'm high school musical person, not Camp Rock person. Mm. And it doesn't make sense. Like, am I just like combative? Anyway. Anna. I did the same thing with Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. I was like, I like the one with greasy men in their 40s. I can't relate to children my own age. I don't want peers. Um, yeah, I was, um, we like the one channel we didn't have was Disney Channel. Sorry, this is really hard for me to talk about. Um, I had a really <laughs> fucked up childhood. Um, no, it's okay. Like, don't look at me at like that freak girl who like didn't have Disney Channel. It's like, I don't, I don't think of myself that way. I don't want you to think of me that way. Um, but so like I had a little bit of like a outsider looking in on anything Disney Channel, like Disney Channel sure. originals. I was like, I didn't know what that was. And we would only have Disney Channel at our like summer. Um, OK, now things are sounding really good. Um, <laughs> things are sounding really good for me now. Yeah, there were a lot of ups and downs in my childhood. Um, we had a timeshare where I would go every summer for a week. I don't want you to think of me as that girl whose parents have a timeshare. Like that's not that's not the whole story for me. <laughs> I don't want you to think of me that way. Um, teen, you are maybe first timeshare teen, which is a specific type of summer teen. I'm a timeshare teen, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was also a camp teen. Mm -hmm. But then like once a year for a week, I'd have Disney Channel and I'd try to like cram as much as I could. And it just was like, oh, this is not. That's difficult. Not for me. But I it also like I graduated high school before this movie came out. 
slightly. Um, and so I want to keep my age vague just in case I decide to become a leading lady. Um, I don't, I want to leave the option open down the line. <laughs> I do. Wait, one quick thing I'll say is that when Lord of the Rings, when the first Lord of the Rings came out, everybody I knew liked Legolas. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, it's obviously Aragorn. And listen, I was alone. I was alone. Alone. Listen, I was, I, I learned how to be a Legolas and Aragorn girl oh, I from the Backstreet Boys, which mm. was a Nick Carter and Kevin Richardson. Yes. That trains you. That's true. Young, blonde, That's fun. on ramp. Older, male brunette, complicated, yeah. you know? And it turns out Nick Carter also complicated. Yeah. Oof. But we don't know that. Jane, Look, how about you? I do want to just say that you probably aren't the first timeshare teen because we have That's had true. Jewish guests on here. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that a Judaism thing? Yeah. There's a, oh. there's a song by the Maccabees, or no, the Levies, the band the Levies called at the timeshare. Anyway. <gasps> That's neither here nor there. Okay, so I also didn't have Disney Channel, nor did I have a timeshare. But, I, you know, I'm, I got oh here, God. I'm here, and I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you. <laughs> it was, it was I only think of you this way. <laughs> so I very distinctly remember Camp Rock happening in the halls of my middle school. Yeah. Um, also keeping my age vague, but I was around middle school age when this came out. Just <gasps> saying. Um, <laughs> young young people. And yeah, I just remember it happening very strongly, like at me. But I <laughs> never watched it. And I didn't even watch High School Musical until later. And I, f- I really genuinely like have love for High School Musical that mm-hmm. I sadly f- discovered as an adult. Um, so yeah, Camp Rock was very foreign to me. But I did know all of the music somehow as I don't know how that happens. I did. I think the the main song is is really hard to avoid. Like I found that I knew it and I even didn't know it was from like it was like in the movie. I thought it was like the ending credits of the movie. Well, she does sing it about 15 <laughs> times. She <laughs> It's a palate cleanser bese- between every shot. Yes. It's it's not even just like the establishing shot before a scene. It's like anytime the camera cuts to a new angle, she sings this song. It's basically, it's like a mindfulness mantra that you can do so that you can feel in your body. She took a $1,500 weekend workshop and then the instructor whispered the song into her ear at the end of it. Oh my God. Um, I um, do I do agree that this sort of happened at me and I, I will also say that the Jonas Brothers sort of happened at me. I wasn't a Jonas teen. However, one of my close friends was slash is. Um, and of course, the purity ring discourse was very, mm. was very popular. I, I also went to Catholic school. So everyone was like, ooh, it's for us. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was it was blasting in your direction. Yeah. And I, I don't think. I didn't have any, like, strong aversion to Jonas Brothers. I think I just, like, felt more grown up not listening to them, you know? When I did listen to them, it felt specifically like I was listening to children's music. Mm -hmm. And I I do remember, because I think this was still Spotify era, era? Whatever. Spotify (laughs) time. And having, like, a few Jonas Brothers just, like, weirdly like the file names were, like, all fucked up. Oh, you mean LimeWire? Like LimeWire. LimeWire. I had LimeWire. Yes. This is LimeWire time. So I just probably had like seven Jonas Brothers songs. Um, and I did like them, but I, I do distinctly being like, remember being like, you know, I shouldn't tell people I'm listening to this. 
And are you a Jonas? Do you, does everyone I, have a favorite Jonas? I I like them as a unit. <laughs> I like the three. I like a group. Again, I like Lord of the Rings. I like Backstreet Boys. I like a group of men who are sort of on the same page tone-wise. You almost looked offended when I asked that, and I apologize. And what hap- What you saw, you're correct, you're not crazy. What happened in my eyes, it wasn't offendedness. It was that my favorite is Joe, and I didn't know how to say that. Oh. Because I'm a grown woman who pays taxes. <laughs> Feels creepy. I definitely, in the middle of the movie, was like looking up the year the movie came out and then looking at what year Joe Jonas was yes, born. Yes. <laughs> we're in the clear we're in the clear. we were yeah. <laughs> i think we we jane i feel like we talked about joe um when he and uh sophie turner got married mm-hmm. because we're we like sophie turner but she vapes constantly what i didn't know that <laughs> she's um, in your vapor? house why does that why do you know that <laughs> no she's... so i was talking to a friend about her and she was like i like her but the vaping and I was like where and she was like she's just like in every appearance she just like is really addicted to vaping and my friend was like and that's a bad example and I was like well I didn't see it so I don't know (laughs) I do Um, like Joe the best which is I feel like that maybe is a basic opinion I mean obviously the most unique opinion would be to be attracted to Kevin (laughs) um but I do like Joe damn sorry Kevin's a funny one Kevin's a funny one. He got mm. married young, which yes. every teen loves the idea of getting married young. Yes. <laughs> I should I should say that the Jonas Brothers are from New Jersey, which I am also from New Jersey. And so I do have some inherent goodwill towards them. There was, I remember this so clearly. There was a rumor that Nick Jonas stopped into my hometown Starbucks and got oh, a coffee. Okay. And it was like a huge deal. Okay. A rumor? Like it was, it was around town, you know. Everyone's like, he he was there. This, uh, he I was you here. Were gonna, yeah, I thought you were gonna say someone you knew saw him, but it sounds nope. like it's even, yeah, it's even vaguer than that. It's, yep. it sounds plausible. I think everyone sure. I knew actually growing up liked Nick because he he to me is like the basic one. He's just like the all American like. I, I genuinely like their their music like when they had separate careers. I I really like Dancy. Like I think they're funny. I, I really like Kick by the Ocean. I really, unf- I really like Jealous. It's a little yes. bit, yes. it's a little bit toxic, but I really, I think th- I when like you toothbrush. Split- What's um, toothbrush? There's also you can leave your toothbrush <laughs> at my place. Oh my god, the- I'm feeling romantic to at. <laughs> I never. This is a, a the first time I heard that song, and B I every arm every hair on my arm is standing on end Uh-oh. because they know what girls want to hear. Exactly. Also, Ashley famously Ashley Graham is in the in the music video. I think they're brilliant. I also think so. They they tried to do things on their own, and then they were like, no, obviously we're meant to be together, which I I respect and I like their music videos all together. I will say that there is a version, there's a YouTube video of Jealous by Nick Jonas where he's singing it with a gospel choir. And I showed it to a friend once and I was like, this is fun. And my friend looked at me and was like, I don't think you were the type to like things like this. The Ouch. type. All teens it's a good contain, video. we contain multitudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like when they, they, like they were, they came to my work, <laughs> my old job, and uh, I didn't, I because I didn't grow up with Disney Channel, and I yeah. like had graduated high school by the time that they were 
blasting their energy at teens and I, so I, it missed me and I had to like learn how to know what was the deal with them and I had to have it explained to me like well Nick is the star Joe is the cute one and Kevin is also in the band and doesn't <laughs> sing and I was like great this is good it was yeah so, and I so it was very interesting seeing them and like you could see it it was with like other like Harry Styles it was the same way where yeah. like when they came in and if somebody were 29 they were like red and white splotches just <laughs> entire skin wet like a frog just <laughs> shitting bricks and if they were tw- like 30 they were like completely unaffected like there was such a strong line of demarcation in like within the same five-year stretch of a generation and like yeah. it's not like there's so much over because my boyfriend and I are five years apart like there's so many things that we both know about and I think Jonas Brothers was just on the other side of it Mm. yeah the brain waves um, are just like it's like um when people were like freaking out about havana syndrome there's just like something <gasps> that like happened to us i like, was freaking we out about team. havana syndrome a couple months ago <laughs> Can when did other people explain what that is havana syndrome is like when they thought this is like pre-war but they thought russia was just like using weapons to like hypnotize your brain from afar oh. like because there were like u.s diplomats that were like depressed They'd come back. It was like a weird constellation of symptoms where it was like throwing up and like weird toxicity and um, hearing like bugs. <laughs> and it's that they're blasting microwaves at it was also in um, in Cuba and like other places. Yeah, that's wow. what it's like when you encounter the Jonas Brothers. Um, I did want to <laughs> ask um, what our relationship is with Demi, because they are also not really on my radar. I I like them through music and not through Camp Rock. Is what I would say. I and love then, every yeah. single one of their songs so hard, wow. and it, like in the way that you love something when it's not blasted at your specific age, where it's like this. I will never be fully a part of this because I was never a Disney Channel teen. Not that not that the only people who can appreciate Demi Lovato are teens. I'm just saying, you know, when a piece of art is created not specifically yes. for your what the age you are. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, um, that's okay. I love every single one of their songs. I also have to say, I love all, like almost all of the Jonas Brothers songs. Their recent stuff, I what was their song? God, I'm a thousand years old. I there love their recent stuff. They had cool. I loved then, cool. There was another um, one. Sucker. Sucker. Oh yeah, me and my friend would just listen to Sucker over and over and, and over. And beautiful music videos. Jane knows that I like watch those <sighs> over and over. Jane, how about you? Did you were you a Demi? I've been a Demi Lovato loyalist to be honest i have always kind of preferred them over selena gomez when it comes to music and i've always felt that demi lovato has the real vocal chops and had something real to offer but i'm i have to they're pivoting their careers pivoting towards cringiness and we need to we need to acknowledge that they've had multiple documentaries about their struggles which i really appreciate that they talk about this stuff um but if you listen to some of their music, the lyrics are written by a child, and <laughs> they they also have a show where they talk to the spirits. So Aww. they do. Yes, they do. So I think that they're going in the wrong direction. Um, but I am a fan, and I I do support them. I agree. I think they have a great like great voice, and and I think when Selena was popping off, I was like. 
I feel like Selena just got lucky and has better producers and like agents and stuff. That's my analysis. Mm. <laughs> and she's freaking gorgeous. Yeah, and her makeup is good. That's what I would say. Um, yeah, I, I really I, like the dance that Selena Gomez does to that one song where she puts her hand in front of her face and like wiggles her whole body. Yep. I was like, that's the coolest Genius. thing I've ever seen. Genius. Which song is this? That's a recent one. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. Jane, you know. know it. I've seen. Talkie talkie. No, no, <laughs> no. Less recent, like 2019 or 2020. Okay. I remember. Um, I um, do think. Yeah. Wait. Maybe we should jump right in. I, I will say this came out in 2008. Camp Rock was second. It it followed closely on the heels of High School Musical. Mm. Maybe even High School Musical two. Um, but it it did. It is like still the third sort of the third highest viewed um, Disney Channel original one of all time. Um, also, one of those top three is Wizards of Waverly Place, which I did not expect. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's jump in. <laughs> Mitchie is a musical teen who really wants to go to Camp Rock. While initially her parents can afford it, can't afford it, her mom, Connie, gets a catering gig there. On the first day of camp, Mitchie bumps into nepotism baby Tess and makes friends with aspiring producer Caitlin. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. bad boy pop star Shane is forced by his bandmates, bandmates to work at Camp Rock to improve his reputation. I think. I kind of missed why he was there. He will also record a song with the winner of Final Jam, a competition at the end of the camp. Shane overhears Mitchie singing and is mesmerized, but Mitchie leaves before Shane can learn who she is. Mitchie soon discovers that a lot of campers have famous roots and tells Tess that her mom is the president of a major record label. Tess asks, asks Mitchie to bunk with her squad. I love I love this movie so much. Can I just say I thought it was so well written. I thought it was funny. I liked the plot. I liked the acting. I liked the directing. I liked everything about it. Um I I also I was a big camp girl. I was a camp teen. And I couldn't believe that I was watching a movie where the expense of camp was being dealt with because it was so expensive. Um, and like, yeah. they're really, there were like very visible class lines at camp. Mm. Yeah. I will say that I like, I thought that this explanation for her getting to go to camp, like because her mom is the caterer, like was like more realistic than many other teen movies. Yes. <laughs> My only complaint being their house in the start is like giant. And like yeah. a lot of the scenes are them like hanging out in their giant backyard with a grill. There's like a lot of, yeah, in the start of the movie, they're like grilling. I remember. Look, I get it's it's cheaper to light outside, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I, this we're showing teens growing up in single family homes. We're not showing them in apartment buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated this movie, so I just wanted to I just wanna lay that out there oh, because no. um I also was a camp teen, but I went to day camp most of the time, which is where mm. you go if your parents work. Yes. And so for many years of my summer camp, again didn't have Disney Channel, didn't go to sleepaway camp. Um many many summers I just spent sitting in a un un air conditioning high school classroom with friends. And it was the best. It was yeah. The, the most inform like informative informative formative time of my life um were you digging holes there or was that <laughs> we were a playing, different place we were playing knock hockey and poker knock hockey fucking rocks it does it really does also eating a lot of candy from vending machines wait i don't mm. know what knock hockey is it's like <gasps> air hockey but as basic as it gets so it's just wait a, a minute it's, i'm sorry it's just I- like on the floor no, there's a board. Yeah. Oh well. Ooh. Listen. Uh-oh. Hold oh. on. I'm gonna screen share. <gasps> I need. Oh wait, you oh, might yeah. not have. 
<laughs> oak. Am I allowed to? No, yeah, I, I can't. I can... oh. Could you just look up N-O-K hockey, Issa, N-O-K. please? Yes. I think you should get it. Oh, you can I get think... it for your home? Yeah. No. It's, it's very it's, portable. It's weirdly expensive. Oh, of it's course. like $60. It's like a no, brand. That's, that's doable. Harem. That's expensive. It's so fun because you can hit it really hard. Like, you can go hard sure. on it. It's yeah, it's just like a piece of like luon. It's just like wood and like two plastic ladles that you like slap a wooden puck at each other. Yeah. And it, I it I definitely went to the mall and spent most of my time at a like air hockey table. Wow. Like Oof. when I did go to the like sometimes when we had nothing to do at the mall, especially if you could like get like an unlimited pass for an hour or something and then you could oh, just yeah. like stay at the same game for one hour. Wow. Okay, back tendencies. to back to back my to, back hatred to towards this movie. So, oh. first of all, the production value is just really bad compared to High School Musical. For example, there's a lot of food props that, that aren't properly used at the beginning. <laughs> okay. She's like, she walks away with a with her plate full of omelet and she's like, yeah, it was great. And she, there's not a single bite taken out of it. There's a plate of jammed toast in the middle of a table? <laughs> Why would you pre-jam toasts? Okay. I have, Speaking I, of food, did you guys see the enormous, like, terrifying pile of raw meat in the, in the yes. cafeteria? <laughs> the, this this was Demi being chased by burgers. The, the, the true villain of this movie was not Tess, it was burgers. She didn't want to, they didn't want to pay to have her uh, flip burgers in a restaurant. They didn't want to pay for the location. <laughs> But then she's like, got home from flipping burgers. And then she goes to camp and she's like, more burgers. And there's a pile of burger meat as tall as their head. And uh, just making patties. And she's it's like, more so burgers. Scary. And then burgers, I think, falls out of it. Which, like, listen, if I were going to go through it uh, at a burger scene at the end, she'd go like, no burger for me, thanks. And then she, like, kisses Joe Jonas. Yeah, there's I no fell kiss asleep in the end. Do numbers. they kiss? No. No, oh. they don't kiss. I okay. think it would have exploded everyone's minds. Yeah. True. Kissed, also, the extras are terrible. They're so distracting. <laughs> I, like they, they, all the kids are sort of like side eyeing the camera. Like they know they're about to be on immediately. <laughs> when, when we get to camp, what do we have? POC kids dancing around <laughs> immediately Four black kids dancing. And I'm got to, I'm going to be honest, not well. I'm it looking was, at them dancing and I'm going, I could do this. <laughs> it was like pop locking to fill a like 1917 style tracking shot down the bus. Yeah. <laughs> and it, which I have to say, like I wanted, I wrote down, I wrote a couple notes and the main thing I wrote down was that the, the most accurate thing that this movie showed was the disparity in the amount of personality that kids have at camp because the first kid came down the bus pop locking poorly. And then the second kid just walked off the bus. <laughs> She was like, yes, this is the other binary. You either were pop walking off a bus or simply existing. I will Um, say they they introduce the kid that's just like drumming on everything. And I like like that they bring him back. I I like that that is introduced and and incorporated. He's not drumming in an impressive manner. Like he's just truly just rattling around. Here's my counter to that. I do think that that makes it more accurate that they're all like 13. They can't be, like, in high school, but it doesn't make sense that it's... It doesn't really make sense that they're all that, like, bad or or just not very good. And it's also simultaneously, like, an exclusive camp. Because I was like, I'm having a lot of fun. I feel like all these people are having a lot of fun. But then I was like, wait, this is, like, supposed to be, like... The like best the, of the like best. The super prestigious arts camp where, like, Jeffrey Epstein assaulted people. <laughs> like, is that what Ooh. it's supposed to be? <laughs> oh, God. 
Sorry, I knew people who went to Dark Turn. Oh, sorry. There's like a famous like art summer camp that people like shell out a ton of money. Oh, like Frenchwoods. Oh no, I don't want to. Oh yeah. Oh shit. I'm a 4-H um, camper. But my listen, other, my other comment is that um, Demi's hair is a little bit like baby Leah Michelle. Mm. Yes, it was. Well, it was 2008, and looking at the fashion in this movie, it deserves mm. commenting on. I, I thought mm. I came of age with a different standard of beauty than exists today. Yes, it was yes. a lot of really big circle necklaces in the center of your, like right on your your sternum, and the hair was pinned straight. Leah Michelle bangs. The shirts were down to the knees. Yes. Every shirt touches the knee. The Long sleeves shirt are over jeans. Well, the jeans are covered in shirt. You can't. You can barely see that it's pants. You don't know if it's pants until it's knees, and then when you're at knees, it's floor. Very quickly soon after. But it was so funny to me, like. The Tess was like making them dress as her backup dancers and their backup dancer outfits were way cuter than hers. Yeah. And her Tess is like green outfit because she finds out that Joe Jonas likes green. The shirt touches the floor. And I was like, <laughs> you look like an, a 50 year old. It looks like Coldwater Creek. <laughs> um, my question. So a lot of the first part of this movie is, um, you know, having a hard life because she's the daughter of two small business owners <laughs> It's hard, you know, when your parents are entrepreneurs. But I wanted to ask, have you have you ever accompanied a parent to work as a kid or a teen? Like, did you ever, like, accompany them and not make hamburgers out of terrifying meat, but, you know, just, like, vibe with your parent at work? Um, my parents both worked in healthcare, so there were, like, specific days where it was appropriate for me to go to work with them. Sure. That was, like, family barbecue day. And then other times it would have been, like... By the way, my daughter's helping <laughs> catheterize all of yeah. that. <laughs> hey, honey, can you take the scalpel? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was able to assist my mom when she was a children librarian, children's Ooh. librarian, and go and like <laughs> wrestle the kids and make them shut the fuck up so that she could read them a story. Um, oh, and sometimes I would also shelve books, which is the most boring thing in the world. Cute. You could be the character in the new season of You that's the hot librarian girl. Oh, dream. Dream yeah, job. She's super, she's being hot, beautiful. to be clear. Um, I My mom worked for a bank when I was, I was like a child, not a teen, but I remember picking her up from work and then just like staying while she like packed up and like finished stuff. And she had like, looking back, like, I think what was happening was that one of her coworkers was like hot and charming. And like, even as a child, I was like, this person is so magnetic. Like what's mm -hmm. happening in my mind? <laughs> you notice that stuff as a young end. It's true. Wow. But um, I also just like have a lot of images of my mom in like banker attire. Um, she's, she's no longer, she's no longer a banker, but, um, but it really made me decide I never wanted to wear pencil skirts because um, they were, they're kind of inconvenient. Especially if you're, you're, like, it's very hot and sweaty. And, like, I don't know. Like, I was just always like, hey, mom, let's run and look at this. And she's like, I, I'm, I'm walking very gracefully and elegantly. Like, stop this. There's no good weather for pencil skirt. I briefly <laughs> worked in hotels, which I think is a pretty similar pencil skirt. outfit to bank. It's blazer and, and skirt. Well, I mostly wear pants, but, like, the pencil skirt, yeah, when it's hot and sweaty out, you are just... The like the pussy sweat, the thigh sweat, it goes to the knee sweat, and then yeah, it's it, like you a can't, funnel. Yeah, it's a funnel of sweat. It's a tube of sweat, 
the and and then when it's cold out, it is like wearing a napkin. There's just no <laughs> insulation whatsoever. I can't think of a least a least a less flattering outfit for me as someone who has well-developed calves and the shortest legs what? in the world um you have like the cinched waist looks which looks good then the the, the childbearing hips and then just gym teacher calves this is for me so pencil skirts think, are just not they just do not look good on me i think you're being very unkind um i do think that her mom is cool and fun and nice. <laughs> and in the movie, I think they had a good thread throughout the whole movie of their relationship. And that is difficult. We have so many teen things we watch, Jane, where they just like write parent dialogue in really strange ways. Yeah. Um, also, this the mom was such a great actress and she she works a lot. She's in a million things. But I like I also uh, you just like put into words what I was liking about her, which was like. She was not like uh, an absentee parent or like an unrealistically present parent, but she was like a parent who had limited information as to what was going on with her daughter. And yeah, like she was, she's just a caterer. That's her. Yeah. She's living it. Yeah. And like once she knew what was going on, she like handled it better. Also, it was funny. I was watching it. I was like, oh, child labor. This would never happen. And then I remembered at camp. It was like, oh, yeah, the kids whose like mom was the nurse or like worked in the kitchen would like do that stuff not like working a shift but like yeah just help they're out. definitely yeah you were like aware oh that's the camp director's daughter like fine um, the mom is a good actor but <laughs> who is not a good oh. actor every jonas brother every individual brother is bad and i don't love that that kevin is his his characterization is being stupid um it seems yeah, like that doesn't read well for me most I of feel. the humor like most of the moments where I, I can be like recognizing that this movie is making a joke is like this character is dumb and then the person says something dumb and then everyone around them like is like huh that's so stupid <laughs> like they like the like whenever Kevin does something dumb Nick kind of shakes his curly curly curls and is like Ugh, he's stupid um, and I really didn't like it. <laughs> I I thought that all three of them were in the movie, like at the camp. I'm oh, okay. So dumb. Anyway. I didn't, no, I also okay. Wait, I have a stupid. This leads into a stupid question that I have that is about the plot. Um, I genuine question. When I was watching this movie, I did not know did the Jonas Brothers exist before this movie, or were they famous? Like, were they in this movie because they were famous, or is this the movie that made them famous? They were on the rise, but not yet huge. Yeah, like this okay. movie like rocket shipped them, you know, but like I think they already had like one or two songs. Um, okay. But Thank probably you. when they were filming it, maybe not, you know? Yeah. Um. I also, here's a question. Are they adults or are they teens canonically? Like, is he an adult? The they rode the line. They rode the line pretty yeah. hard. Because I feel like he has to be an adult because he sort of, quote unquote, kind of graduated and made it yeah. from the camp. I have another question. Why why Joe? And what, do you think that caused tension? Do you, do you think they <sighs> yeah, auditioned I was thinking I like to believe. I like to believe it caused tension. I, it, made <laughs> me, it made me genuinely sweat thinking about like, <laughs> oh God, they had to have the conversation of like, so this one brother is going to be the star and you guys will be on a phone call all the time. <laughs> and by all the time, we mean twice. <laughs> Kevin by then had a, probably sweat. had a kid. So he was like, whatever, I'll be in the limo. <laughs> but I can imagine for Nick, he was like, I need to... 
I need to become a gay icon. See, I need more the screen thing time. Is, <laughs> the thing is, at this point in time, Nick was too young. So it had to be Joe oh. because he was like a little more sexy and he could either be late teens or 20. I was yeah. thinking it was... Nick was too little. Either they auditioned them or it was just the age made most sense. The age. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think like the romance was like, I think sort of canonically, he was supposed to be like 18 and she was supposed to be like 16. Okay. Yeah. And I okay. think they kept it vague for that reason. <laughs> but when I... When I was a camp counselor, I was 17 and my my four day camp boyfriend was 21. And <gasps> just like the camp age thing was like weird. It's so true. All the rules that you're used to in school, like all those really specific boundaries, they disappear at camp and then you just go wild. Um, I know that Demi Lovato had a crush on Joe Jonas throughout filming according to an interview that they did and then i sent Issa this quote because they ended up dating so they end up dating <gasps> they right did after, yeah right after the second movie <laughs> for four just... for about four months and in an interview joe jonas says something like you know i realized that i care more about demi as a friend i did end the relationship but i i but i love them very much or something like that it oh, is no. rough <laughs> I did end the relationship. I, I was the one to choose to end the relationship, but I love them. Aww. Oh my god, it's hard when you when you have swoopy hair and it's two thousand eight, and your eyes are as big as your head, and you're a boy. It sets you up to be. I ended the relationship. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. I do think I enjoyed watching Demi in it just because they look so happy. Like I was like, oh man, I know. when I ever again was happy. Yeah. I know. It, it really I was like the uh, my takeaway was like knowing that like the struggle that they had after and like you know I, I was watching it I was like I don't think children should be working ever no not just making burger pile but no. like act, it putting kids as actors is like you're they're so vulnerable yeah maybe burger pile is better I we've, we've had this thought a number of times just watching children act and I'm pretty sure that Demi Lovato at this time was dealing with an eating disorder like i don't think that yeah. they were doing that well then you know that was why it was hard to watch them get up from the table with the the omelet still on the plate i was like oh <laughs> it just felt like a portent of doom <laughs> yeah um okay i have no, one more just hard. i have one more logistical question that's not as sad it's that are the cabins like not assigned at camp like do they just like float around and move into wherever they are supposed to be as a former camp counselor, I was like, there's no way you could just you decide where pick. to go. Yeah, no, no. Well, that's also why I think regular camp is more in- narratively interesting than this camp, because mm. you get the cool girl assigned to the cabin with the girl who's, you know, sleepwalking and speaking in full sentences at night. And it's just like <laughs> chaos. You put them together and see what happens. There's also, no cool girl cabin. The dad. Oh, the dad doesn't come with them, right? Okay, never mind. Yeah, she's with her mom. And I was like, wait, is is the dad there? Like, are they all living together? I don't know. Wait, Should I have we... one more question. Yeah. Demi Lovato is Latina? Uh, white Latina, yeah. But I feel like both Demi and Selena kind of were forced yeah. into this, like, rach- racially ambiguous role. Like, like, that was a big branding for them. I think they're, I think they're Mexican. I think, um because they both did pop music and then because like reggaeton like became really popular in pop music their producers were all like both both demi and selena were like speak spanish now yeah that's an interesting again i mean obviously i'm not in the right position to 
analyze it but i if anyone has a think piece about it please send it my way okay let's do it when mitchie performs in class tess feels the name mitchie what did i say oh yeah terrible no i'm just like what yeah Yeah. no it's all these like rom-com movies try to have a, the girl protagonist have a boy name Mitchie. so that she's more likable. And Mitchie oh. is the sweatiest attempt I've heard. <laughs> I will admit that the Mitchie. name Charlie for a girl is the hottest name. Yes. But Mitchie is just, you're pushing it too far. Okay. When Mitchie performs in class, Tess feels threatened and scares her into agreeing to sing backup for Tess's group. Shane barges into the kitchen as Mitchie is working. So she covers her face in flour. <laughs> He's demanding and rude, but Mitchie sets him straight. At lunch, Connie talks to Mitchie's friends, but Mitchie still doesn't admit that they are related, pretending that Connie is a celebrity chef. That <laughs> night, Mitchie sings back of her Tess and clearly feels unhappy. Later, she hears Shane playing, and even though he is initially a dick to her, she encourages him to play the music he wants, not what his label wants. Tess and Caitlin get into a food fight, and Mitchie lets Caitlin take the blame, landing her with kitchen duty. Later, Shane plays Mitchie a song, and Mitchie is smitten. Mitchie is smitten. The the food fight was another example where I was like, the food props are off. You're 100% right. Because they were throwing sauceless spaghetti at each other. And I was like, I get that it's easier. You don't have to clean them. But let's commit a little bit. Just Allison Stoner with like dry noodles hanging on her hair going, ah! <laughs> I love Allison Stoner. She's on TikTok, by the way. Like, she's doing great. Dances. She's great. On, I follow her on Instagram. I really. The enjoy sad her thing content. is that she doesn't dance much in this movie because she's so good. I know her thing is that she's a music producer, and then she sort of dances behind the laptop a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny too watching Joe Jonas teach a hip hop dance class, and Allison Stoner is like <sighs> pretending to be less talented yeah. than she is. Also, the line from the, I just have to say, the hip-hop dance class that Joe Jonas said that rocked me that I wrote down was, grab a mic and a hat, follow me if you can. <laughs> and then the class was him, like, doing, like, hand-holding on hat choreography while switching the mic around between his pockets. I actually, I love the, I love that scene because it's, like, the most chaotic. I was just, like, imagine being at this camp and you're, like, oh, my God, there's a celebrity who's going to come and teach us and it's he doesn't teach at all he just like starts doing stuff and everyone has to kind of run after him i really yeah. liked it for some reason <laughs> i just loved how chaotic it was and then and then tess um uh it comes back with the drumming guy tess like says talk about dancing to the beat of a different drum to which i was like oh yeah racially is that a racial like thing? Oh, i don't know no. but then but then joe jonas like bonds with the drumming guy and they kind of have chemistry maybe? no <laughs> it was very romantic i also have to yeah. say that like the moment like his redeeming like he is a bad boy and his redeeming moment where you see that oh he's a really good person under all that is that he goes up to the guy who has been nonstop since he arrived <laughs> drumming on everything in sight with two drumsticks <laughs> grab holds him and says hey man you're a drummer. And then the guy, the actor who was playing drum boy has to like have a facial reaction of like, I had no idea. Thank you. And it's like, it's okay, man. You can go be drummer. And then, oh, the, the drummer sets the rhythm. And he was like, I never thought of it that way. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. I do think that it's heinous to have Joe Jonas teach a hip hop class, but they have to because they can't have him do music because then he would hear Demi sing. So that's right. right. Like, that's right. right. Like, they've been Good forced point. into this 
hellish narrative. Um, <laughs> another thing that I really can't stand is the fact that sort of everyone is kind of constantly rocking out. <laughs> There's like a constant low level kind of like swaying and like head bobbing and like just constantly. It's terrifying to me. It also reminds me of the movie um, Raise Your Voice starring Hilary Duff, which is a classic. Um, so I really I, I can't I can't get with it. When when Tess does her performance, I did just want to say. Uh, I had flashbacks to the Super Bowl performance and that the sound mixing was terrible. I could yes. barely hear her. Um, and then I have so much trouble with Shane as a character because he, I mean, we're still kind of in his transition, but the transition is very quick and I don't know why he switches. He is truly just a jerk. nice? Yes, he's a jerk to everyone and he is arrogant and he doesn't want to be there. And then there's just kind of a a a, a switch flicked mm-hmm. wait a flip flipped <laughs> whatever he becomes nice and it happens very quickly and i don't oh, know why. i thought it I, was because because he has the confrontation with mitchy in the kitchen mitchy in the kitchen that's mitchy it kitchen. like all it took was this the help yelling at him <laughs> oh god <laughs> it really um, uh, can we talk about his character just a little bit because it was like i could see a version where the original script was that he like was doing drugs and like trashed a hotel room and like crashed his car drunk driving whatever and then was sent here to rehab his image but because joe jonas is a real person and it's disney channel they had to like find the right balance between like how bad could he be at the beginning to become good at the end and mm-hmm. at the beginning he was still good the thing there's a news report that mitchy and her mom watch that is um shane got it's truly like a, a camera woman for eyewitness news standing in yes, front of a yes. rehearsal studio going, Shane got flustered and walked off set, which cost the production company thousands of dollars. No one knows what's happening. I was like, this is so tame. Yeah, it's unlike it's a good point. <laughs> I think I think like singers are emotional people and like they storm off things all the time. Totally. Why is this news? That's so, so true. yeah, there was there was no journey for him. Yeah, and the limitations from Disney is is like is so true. But I can't help but think about High School Musical, which now that I've seen this movie, I'm like, why would you ever like High School Musical rocks? I feel like they do a lot of character development in a different way. But I guess no one starts as an asshole except for blonde girl. Anyway, yeah, I was disappointed with Shane, and I didn't really believe him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to him because I was. I was more captivated by following the Tess plotline. I think that's something I liked is that Caitlin, who's Allison Stoner, she doesn't really like force Mitchie to stop hanging out with Mean Girls. She's just like, you're going to figure it out. They suck. And then you find out later, like, she also knew that. I don't know. It's it's like an interesting... To me, it was actually very real in terms of, like, girls being mean to each other. But also, everyone's sort of looking at her like you're new and you're going to come back every year. Like there's a, there's sort of a context of like, Oh, you're new. This is your first, um, mm-hmm. jam night. <laughs> I don't remember what the contest is, but it's, it's interesting. Cause it's almost like she's going to school, but then I'm like, but they're only here once a year. It's everyone. A big thing is like your first summer. It's like, yeah. how many summers have you been coming here? Oh, okay. I guess. Yes. I'm see, this is, I need to learn. It's a camp girl thing. Camp culture. Not yep. too late. <laughs> um, I do think I 
I'm also a sucker for any movie where the message is just like, people should speak nicely to each other. <laughs> so that's what wins me over. I really like it. And I think they do it well um, from the very start. Although I do think that if I were him and I came into the kitchen, heard some weird noises, and then someone stood up and their entire face was covered with flour, I would probably be terrified. <laughs> Did that ever, like... There was no, there was, did that work as a disguise? Did he not know it was her? Yes. That yes. is insane. <laughs> that is insane. I couldn't track if, like, at what point he knew that it was her versus not. You would just be so, I would just be so scared and be like, clearly there's something wrong with this person because they were like banging pots and pans around and not answering me. And clearly I've interrupted something scary. She should have lifted up a platter with a huge mound of burger meat in, on it and held it in front of her face. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, it can hide her entire body. Um, I was going to ask, were you a very, do you see yourself as, or did you see yourself as a competitive teen? Like, do you think you were like a competition teen? I think I was like an achievement teen. I don't, like, I tried to keep my competitiveness internal. Um, yeah, it wasn't like the race with the others. But yeah. I was incredibly competitive. They just didn't know it. Like, I found a diary <laughs> from when I was young where I just talk about like, the cool girls are winning every day. They're winning. <laughs> um, Very aware of them. Jane? Yeah, I was really competitive and but but again, it was an internal thing and like I wanted to seem like I didn't care, but it plagued me so much with grades and stuff. I mean, like so much, um, very severely limited my high school happiness. And it's something that I deal with now, too, but I feel like it shows up more in like silly ways, like board games, board games and <laughs> and um tension with my boyfriend and um yeah so i'm trying to i will say that, that jane is the best ticket to ride board game player i've ever known and maybe will ever know and anytime we play against her she like wins by like like 10 like dozens of points and it's really demoralizing <laughs> oh, and now no. i don't want to play it anymore well, like i wasn't honored at first that you said that but now the i feel gap bad it's just like really big like <laughs> If you won every time, but it was kind of like we were trying. Is there a way to like level the playing field a little bit? Like Jane like spins in circles before every turn or like we put a bag on your head so you can't see the board really. I'm really, if any listeners are good at Ticket to Ride, they should write in and we should organize a virtual tournament. Anyway, I'm just like curious. Like it's your, it's definitely like your game. Um... I was going to say I was very competitive. I think I probably let it show. Um, I was a horse girl, and so I <gasps> went to horse shows and was very competitive, and I knew the two people who, like, I would always be, like, we would be, like, kind of rivals. Um, and my parents accidentally captured with their video camera um, footage of this one guy. His name is Lucas. And um, he was, like, classic, like, hot, kind of hot rival. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> kind of an asshole. Um but he like saw my time on like the board or whatever and realized he had lost to me and like said fuck and like threw his helmet down on the ground. And I used to like rewatch that clip because <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> I think because you beat a boy, oh. it's okay. You're yeah, a hero. I felt, I felt good about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's for women. You're, yeah. That's a Mitchy, that's a Mitchy moment. <laughs> When you win, Mitchy moment. Mitchy in the kitchen. I I will say <laughs> Mitchy in the kitchen. I I agree with you, Jane. I think 
one of my main complaints about the movie, even though I like, I think I like the songs, is that they're all produced very badly and for no kind of like un, uh, unnecessarily. Like the music in this movie might literally have been mixed by camp teens. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kind of sounds like that. And then when Alison Stoner plays her like, <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, what is that? And everyone's like, that's really cool. And then Tess, yes. Tess sensing the everything shifting away from her, looks around paranoid and then stands up and says, it's a snake. And then everyone goes, we don't like, we don't like the music anymore. I don't, the tactic worked, but it shouldn't. Anyway, it worked. It, but they were presenting it like the beats were so fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was mesmerized. There needed to be a diversion. Yeah. (laughs) And it really was like, what you just said is exactly what it sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on, because I think now we get to, we can talk more about um, um, Mitchie's China lies. Okay. (laughs) When Caitlin comes in for kitchen duty, she learns who Mitchie truly is. Caitlin threatens to tell everyone, but it's not clear if she's going to follow through. When Tess sabotages Caitlin's performance, Mitchie talks back to Tess, gaining some goodwill with Caitlin. Shane, who is nice now, goes on a quest to find the girl he heard singing. He and Mitchie have a heart-to-heart while canoeing, but she maintains the truth about her mom. Then Tess discovers the truth (laughs) and exposes Mitchie to the entire camp. Shane, betrayed, tells Mitchie off. She spends some time as the camp loser, but after standing up to Tess in the lunchroom, Caitlin invites her to join her friend group. Shane, who is nice now, is the exact right way (laughs) to describe that. Um... Oh, yeah, the China lies. The, the like, <laughs> in the very beginning, she is with her curly hair best friend in high school who never comes back, who says oh, yeah. some phrase in Mandarin, and that's what she says is the name of the <gasps> store of where she bought, like... Oh, my God. Tess is like, where I are these... I absolutely missed that. Oh, yeah, that's where the, the lie came from. Um, and I was like, surely that's setting up, because her friend was like, I'm good at AP Mandarin. And I was like... And then she was lying that her mother was like a high ranking entertainment exec for a, like MTV China, basically. Yeah. And I was like, certainly this is setting up a scene where she's going to have to call her friend and be like, can you please speak in Mandarin? And I was bracing for it the entire movie and it never happened. Oh, yeah, that would have been smart. I missed that connection. I do think there is like a subtle it's there's one um, Asian girl in the popular girls like backup girls and she's like especially interested in the fact that Mitchie has these connections. And I'm like, man, maybe this girl like really wanted to reconnect with family. <laughs> like, and Mitchie was like lying the whole time. <laughs> I do, I relate to Mitchie because I, I told lies when I was this age. When I was like 13, 14, 15, I was like telling what lies. What lies like, did white you lies. tell? Not like a China, not like a China lies. <laughs> I would just like do, I would just like do white lies to get out, of, honestly, to like get out of things or like a lot of people. You know, like the classic, like, um, like if you don't really feel like going out or like I-, I would pretend that my mom like needed me to stay home or like didn't let me go to something. Um, That's normal. But I it's like okay. that. I like that Mitchie is a liar, but then she uses her lying for good to like kind of get back at the bitchy girl to be like, that's so last year with the whatever major loser thing. I wrote down whatever major loser. That's iconic. We should we should we yeah. should make that a thing. Whatever it major was, loser. Sure. I I was also when she explained that I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> major loser. It's great. Um, I really like a conversation that happens here, which is that Caitlin and 
Mitchie have a conversation about why they feel like being friends with Tess, even though she's such an asshole. Like, Caitlin is like, yeah, I know. Like, it was, like I used to feel the magnetic pull of the popular girls, but she sucks. There's actually no pros to being friends with her. And they're just kind of, like, laughing about it together. Um, and I, I don't know. I think I think they did that well, actually. I also just, like, I love any show that spends more time on, like, the why are you hanging out with the mean girl? Because it's, like, it's complicated. But I was never... But I don't feel... I don't believe that Mitchie would would be the person who h- hangs out with Tess to begin with. And it's not clear to me why she does at all. Because Tess is terrible. Like, Tess isn't... Like, I feel like in real life, the popular girls, they're mean, but they're fun. And they also make you feel so good. And Tess never makes her feel that good. Yeah, I thought it was more of, like, a success thing where she was, like, really trying to reinvent herself when she came. And she thought, like... Maybe if I hang out with her, then people will believe that my mom is from MTV China. Oh, I think it's Hot Tunes TV China, Hot which Tunes. I really like. They cleared. That <sighs> was the name that cleared. Really fun. Really. Fun. They tried to do music TV, and they were like, "It doesn't clear. You need a different, different." I, I did like Caitlin saying, "This is rich, but apparently you're not." I yes! also wrote that line down. Yes, <laughs> absolutely oh, this... roasted by Caitlin. Oh damn, Allison Stoner. Um, really nice. This is also where um, uh, Joe Jonas gets chased by like people singing the song back to him. It's fun. <laughs> really fun. I like the trio of harmonizing girls. They were the best. Like, singing his they song were. Back. I was like, yeah. where is their fucking movie? Yes. They don't even perform yeah. at the end, which I have a whole lot of thoughts about. But um, <laughs> they another- also were like head and shoulders more talented than anyone in the movie. Yeah. And then it's like, else, you, have a, you, have, anyone else. you have a whole movie about like talented singer. Where is the talented singer? And then he jumps off a dock to avoid them. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> Another thing anyway. I didn't like was when they're spreading the information that Joe Jonas is looking for the girl. They all whisper in exactly the same way. They all, <laughs> they all first of all, there's no people around conceivably when, when they're sharing this news. So they could just talk, but they all put their <laughs> lips right up to the ear and then they cover their mouth in a way that's just lacking creativity. You didn't find you know it what? cute? It was a cute montage. <laughs> it was like a girl playing a recorder sitting in a swamp and then someone runs up and whispers and then she whispers to a guy like playing a violin with a trumpet like on a cabin porch and then he runs. I feel like runs. they were trying to do the grease kind of cute. Yeah, thing where it's like they tell everyone Rizzo's pregnant. You know what I mean? Oh, I haven't seen Grease. <laughs> no. I do think. Oh. I haven't what? seen Grease. We ju- you just killed what? us. Um, I do think. Wait. I like. <laughs> wait. No. Don't stop. think of me that way. I don't think of myself that way. Grease is <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. I haven't seen it. What's stopping you? I, I, my very strong, very controlling husband. Um, oh, no. no, there's no story. I just, I think I, I, again, like this goes back to the contrarianness that you guys were talking about with Camp Rock versus High School Musical High School. and like um, Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter. Like, I think yeah. when something was popular, I was like, it's not for me. I can't do it. What yeah, is the yeah. equivalent opposite of Greece? There's yeah. no opposite. It just was like, I was aware that it was popular. So I was like, I can't do it. Okay. It's mm. not quite the same Contra- thing. Contrarian teen culture, very strong. You gotta. I do think, yeah, I I do think that they, well, they open up the camp a little more. So, like, when you see those teens 
like whispering to each other you're like wait if you're a violinist can you perform in the final jam no one fucking performs in the final jam (laughs) there are supposed to be 200 can we move on actually so we can talk about this yeah let's do it let's go to the final jam the camp prepares for final jam snooping tess learns that mitchie is the girl shane is looking for she accuses caitlin and mitchie of stealing her charm bracelet and Mm. the camp director finds it in their stuff he suspends them until the end of the final jam Tess has been being such a controlling bitch that Peggy quits as her backup singer right before she performs. When Tess sees her absentee mother take a call while she's performing, she almost falls off the stage. Peggy puts on a surprise performance while there is a montage of Tess being a bully. Afterwards, Tess apologizes for some reason. The end of Final Jam is announced <laughs> and Mitchie performs. Shane, realizing he's found, he found his girl, starts singing with her. Peggy is announced the winner. Tess admits she planted the bracelet and everyone performs together. I was going to say, what do you guys think that the rules should be for the final jam? (laughs) Just because, like, it seems like any amount of people can perform. Any type of performance can be done. Yeah, I guess it's like X Factor Uh, rules or like America's Got Talent where it's like whatever it is. But then, like, isn't the prize that you record a song with Shane? Yes. I guess oh, you're right, yeah. but you could you could be, like, a dance group and you could... Re- okay, okay, okay. Actually, now that you've put it in X Factor um, context, I think I understand No, you shouldn't more. understand it because it makes <laughs> no sense. There are approximately 200 people at this camp. Why do I know this? Because Connie mentioned needing to make 200 tacos. Then we go to the final jam. You there think are... each person eats one taco? Are you insane? She no. She specifically says two hundred like, tacos, tacos for two hundred. She doesn't say two hundred tacos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I stand by my Don't statement. Don't make me think I had a good argument when I didn't. That was so rude. <laughs> then earlier in the movie, we see the camp director excitedly put up the schedule for the final jam, and everyone runs to go see it. <laughs> Then we come to the final jam and we are led to believe that there are two performances happening. There is the hip hop trampoline dancing group and there is Tess. Two performances (laughs) of this elite camp in which you can compete (laughs) to record a song with Joe Jonas. Two people performed and many people agreed to do backup work which I think disqualifies you from the re- the reward. It makes no sense. There should be hours and hours of performances. It should be grueling. <laughs> you are arguingly so you are arguing so passionately as if there's a chance you are going to move the needle for me on my love for Camp Rock. This is just water into the ocean. There's nothing you could say. That's fine. I I look, I like a lot of bad shit, but we just need to recognize this is bad. Okay. Wait, but okay, wait, but so the two other performances are last minute entries? Is that what happens? Peggy is a last minute entry. Also, huge reveal that Peggy is short for Margaret. Like, I wonder how many kids yes, were like, yes. oh, yeah, wait a second. Um, yes. I did know that because my mom's best friend growing up was named Peggy. Um, I actually think it's really funny that all of them are like, who's Margaret? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a last minute entry. And then we have like, the code from the director saying the end of final jam and they're like we got it and then they perform at the end of final jam i thought yeah oh. i guess I, I thought that mitchy and shane or mitchy singing was like not officially an entry like she was just yeah. like yeah i'm gonna like sing because she didn't do any of the like informal like dorm room jams so this was like finally when she was gonna step out and do it but you're right peggy is a last minute entry but i still liked it okay <laughs> i loved it i no. i love it's 
this movie gives a trope that was so it was also very Leah Michelle, but like very much of this time period that was like the shy normal girl who has a really amazing voice but doesn't really <laughs> believe in herself. Yeah. And someone points at her, I want to say, 11 times throughout the movie and says, you, you sing now. And she goes, yeah. oh, okay, I guess. And then she goes up and goes, I wanna. And they're like, no, believe in yourself. And she goes, okay, fine. <laughs> it happened 11 times and every time it worked it worked every time for me i love that it is yeah and also shane has to do it because at one point like his friend is like what girl are you looking for like what song is this and he takes a breath and like centers himself and then he's like this is <laughs> just like has to like go into it like really hard so and i funny. love it i love every second they do no, it okay so i need to complain about something else Another thing I struggle with, which I think is kind of on par with the rocking out, is that there's a lot of <laughs> reacting to bad music as if it's good. And I think that this is something that High School Musical benefits from in that they're all performing together, but here they're performing for each other. And so when we first see Demi Lovato sing, we have uh, Peggy and Asian backup singer be like... <gasps> wait, she's really good. And then every time someone performs, we have to have all these teens being like, wait, they're good. And the reason they have to say it is so that we as viewers understand these people are talented. No, you don't think that at the age of 13, you're also watching them and you're like, they're good. Like, this is the first time I'm seeing people in my camp singing. Like, it's so fun. I definitely was very supportive of people. Although, here's the other thing. I felt like, in choir and in acapella and stuff like that, even if someone did not sound that good, I basically did acting. And I was like, that's awesome. Because it's like, it's just fun to like feed off the crowd. So I was like a supportive This is the elite. Member. This is the elite camp. Tess is the daughter of like a, an, a Grammy winner. Yeah, but you can be nice to people. That's what the movie teaches you. You can be nice. You have to speak nicely to people. And There's lie so to much them emphasis so about they're be not talking to later. people in a certain way. No, they just don't win the contest. Peggy but was I decent. Do, I'll say Peggy sounded all right. I do think they need more rules. I also really like that there's a montage of Peggy. It's so fucking funny and doesn't make sense cinematically. And I just like love it. And I, I love that Mitchie doesn't win the contest and like Peggy does. I think that's correct. The movie, I don't know if you guys had this at all, but I had like a low grade anxiety because of the point that the movie was trying to make, which is that you shouldn't be a backup singer. You should be the star. <laughs> and that lesson was told to every backup singer in the movie. And then I was like, but you do need backing vocals. <laughs> yeah. Who is if we all become the one percent? Who will do the work? Yeah, you know, the, it's, yeah. A, it's a this movie has a capitalism problem. I was gonna say, I was gonna ask um, if you were at this camp. Okay, and I, I actually think Jane, if you win the contest and you're part of, and you're like a backup dancer or you're a backup singer, I actually mean, I think that it means you get to be a backup dancer in joe jonas's video so you can be a backup person and win and record with him i think that's what they were trying to imply but i was gonna say like i guess are you you just gonna jump on a trampoline in the back yeah okay i was gonna say if you were at this camp like what would be your strategy would you try to do a solo performance pair up with a producer like allison stoner or would you like try to pick the best person and jump on like backup singer backup dancer wow 
violent you know what i mean like what's the right like game plan is my question like what would you do this is the question that every artist faces where it's like <laughs> would you rather work in the arts or be a star thank you thank you. it's hard thank you. it's a hard question to answer thank you anna would you rather be happy at, or the star at the <laughs> i think at this camp specifically there is some strategic merit in being backup singer to tess who is like the legacy like camp person that's a safe choice i think it's smart i think it's smart that's what i'm gonna say you are you are talking out of both sides of your mouth you're saying we should be nice to people but we should team up with the evil bitch i also (laughs) want to add that you know you sort of suggested um working with caitlin as a benefit to you (laughs) i haven't seen what caitlin has to offer i'm gonna be honest i don't know what she added to that last performance besides sort of just being another body yeah that's true i think like it i i sort of thought they were gonna remix mitri's song with caitlin's sounds that would that's such a better thing but her sounds are so bad is the thing yeah they are bad jane what about you what would you do um, would you try to be back up to the star or would you I think I'd have to be back up because I have like such stage fright. Mm. So, yeah, and I'd also drink early beforehand. I had one more comment which is okay, at the end everyone sings together in a choreographed dance. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, <laughs> this is a musical. We're supposed to kind of look past that the phenomenon of like how do they how can they know the dance? However, the premise of this musical is that when people are singing, they are singing in real life. Like the performances aren't in this like transcendental Greece, for example, dancing on the bleachers situation. Like they're really singing. So it really took me out of it to have them then perform a song together where they're singing and they know the words and they didn't have time to practice, so I didn't like that. Yeah, they they could have had time to practice. They could have yeah, had time, but like, but he can't have heard her voice. You never, you never see them practicing in this movie, like as part of camp. Which, like, weird. Understand it's an expensive yeah. camp. You're paying for something. They're not rehearsing. <laughs> also, there was a time where I would say for the whole movie, it felt like we were on day two of camp. That Joe Jonas said, "You've been acting like this all summer." I was like, "All summer? Yeah. How many date? <laughs> how much time has elapsed?" It's actually only three weeks because we see the calendar. Oh. I guess maybe it could have been more than three well, weeks, but at yeah. one point we see the calendar. I do think it's weird that you come to camp with a song that presumably you already wrote beforehand. I don't know. And then you like just practice that one song for like weeks. Like it oh, seems that makes sense. Seems like a lot. But I will point out that in one of the few classroom scenes they have, um, where they're doing the like jamming before the teacher starts talking, which Jane hates so much. There's a girl that she um, she takes her guitar and she lays it across her lap mm-hmm. and she's slapping it, um, like the back of it. <laughs> and I like oh. I was like, hey, is this? I asked my husband, this is something that people do. <laughs> and is he it? didn't he didn't even like believe me that it happened because it happened so fast and we had to like rewind it. <laughs> It, I have to say it's this so movie, bizarre. it like is an extremely accurate representation of what it looks like to go to art school for college um, because <laughs> oh. a room of people being really annoying and ba- like banging on yeah. their guitars. Just picture if you're trying to decide whether or not you should go to college for acting or something. Just picture that that <laughs> happens for four straight years and that there's like huge fights and hurt feelings and crying because yes, of the girl who's constant. like hitting her guitar. And also, like, <laughs> then your whole life is just that. Just picture that scene in Camp Rock <laughs> for your entire life. 
<laughs> and picture yourself at 40. <laughs> and now that scene is still happening. Just okay. think about it. Okay, I think we should answer the three questions. Okay, we've come to the end. We're each going to answer these questions. Anna, you can go first each time. Okay. The first question is, is this movie good or bad? It's good. It is a good movie. Thank you. I agree. I think it's good. Jane. It's bad. <laughs> all right. We all, no surprises. No surprises. <laughs> Next question. Do you like this movie? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I liked it. I think that I was surprised by how genuine the mom relationship was and how much I liked the like teen mean girl dynamics and also, while I didn't like the music that much, I just liked seeing, I think it, like, I liked it as something that I could have maybe seen at 12 or 13 and really liked. Um, Jane? I did not like it. <laughs> that's all? I, I honestly went into this excited. I was excited. Oh, that's why. <laughs> I had an open mind, and clearly my expectations were way too high. That's I went I in say, the opposite. I was like, this is Disney Channel. I don't feel a part of this. Um, but I, I, I think it's hard when you're making something for like a mass audience of teens in a certain genre. There are expectations you're hitting besides just being good. And I think this movie hit those expectations <laughs> while also having like cute moments and funny. I and I thought it was funny. I thought they were funny. And parts. they have um, class analysis. OK, yeah. The third question is, what type of teen is this movie for? I think this movie is for the curly-haired friend at the beginning who does not come <laughs> back. I, I, we, assume, we, can assume, we can assume she's killed by a drunk driver off screen and that Demi doesn't <laughs> care or go to her funeral. We can just assume she's dead. Uh, she's also her only friend. because yeah. she's Her mom's like, you have so many friends. And then she's like, no, I have one. Which, again, if they're so close, why does she, know, know. Why does she not know she only has one friend? Yeah, that's fair. Jane? Um, Prepubescent theater geeks. I definitely think 12 years old is ideal. I also think you maybe have to be a teen that's just discovering just discovering the Joe Jonas types of boys and is moving on from the Nick Jonas types of boys, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's, Graduating that's from curly little... hair to straightened hair. <laughs> Anna, what are you watching these days that's not this? God, I I really have been bouncing around a lot, but then suddenly because of and just like that, I got sucked into watching all of Sex and the City from the beginning. And sure. it's Ooh. soothing. It's like a I need to do that. It's like music for babies and I'm a baby <laughs> and instead of the baby music, it's Sex and the City. It just puts me mm -hmm. in a good place, even though it's crazy. I feel the same way. My two comfort shows are Sex and the City and Star Trek Next Generation. Ooh, yeah. Those are like the most comfortable shows. Really nice. Jane, what are you watching? Um, I watched American Psycho for the first time oh. and I really liked it. Um, very different than Camp Rock. And then also <laughs> Walter and I have been watching <laughs> The League, which is a show I've watched all of and I don't remember any of it. So we've been watching. Do you know what this is? Mm -hmm. It's about a fantasy football group of like oh, wait. 40 year old white men you watched it when <laughs> uh good question i think this was like right out of college okay. i just it was the kind of show that i just streamlined like didn't even pay attention to um yeah and it's it's funny i don't know if i can 
like carry carry on. I feel like but... it's for like Gen Xers, maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Um have you seen it? Like I think I've like seen it on like someone else was watching it and I like watched a few minutes of it or something like that. It's definitely the kind of show that you you're like, hmm, I don't know if this aged mm. great. That's okay. I yeah. yeah. I mean, we all yeah. Um I watched um, Last Night in Soho mainly because I was like, I'm in the mood for an Anya Taylor-Joy movie. And it started out cool and then I didn't really like, as with many movies, my complaint is often like, ah, too much CGI. Now my brain is just turning off. But it started out promising and Anya Taylor-Joy is so pretty. That's all I have to say. And Mm -hmm. um, Thomason, I think is the other actress's name. Thomason McKenzie is fun. But also we're stupid and we thought they meant Soho like in New York City and it's Soho in London. So <laughs> it's similar That's vibe. All. Both are fancy. Yes. It's just, you know, when the movie started and they were in like the English countryside, we were like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we we're like, wait a second. It, it's about fashion teens. Um, I was going to say that I'm trying to figure out if I should go back and watch all of Sex in the City. Um or like something similar to that to just like have on in the background because I I don't have a lot of TV I'm following lately but I also like want to put something on while I'm doing other things but then I'm like do I need to pay attention do I need to like I don't know it's good background it's good like walk to the kitchen and cook something and then come back with it and you know I think it's like fundamental as since you are a TV expert (laughs) and since we're like content experts like Sex and City is like a fundamental show okay cool I I truly take that. that I also think I love Sarah Jessica Parker's hair. Um, she, I love that that show is like, what if huge hair and yes. tiny little body? Yes. Yep. And that's how the they dream. shoot her. That's, that's my amazing. dream. It's, uh, it's, we're all working towards that, you know? I also will say TLB. like the first two seasons are fantastic and there's like a, a shift in tone between two and three hmm. where it becomes uh, more exaggerated and broad. And I think one and two, there's a lot more observy stuff happening. But I could be I'll wrong. Pro- yeah, I'll preface this by saying when I was a teen, I was still growing up I, in a very Catholic country, going to Catholic school, and Sex in the City was, like, very taboo. And only this, like, one, like, cool girl who was kind of scary was, like, someone I knew who had, like, watched a bunch of it. So I just, like, kind of was scared to watch it. Like, I'm not cool enough. Um, but now I am. So, yeah. Thank you, Anna. <gasps> well, I also grew up super Catholic, and I, I would watch the, like, bleeped, blurred version on VH1. <laughs> And it was yes. weird to see like uh, Samantha Jones not have her mouth yes. not match what she's saying every other <laughs> sentence. I was like, oh look, the words that are I'm hearing are the words she's Wait, saying. Wait, so they they subbed in other yeah, words? It was That's like even funnier. He had a huge personality. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they also not only do they blur her body sometimes. I watched it where they draw on a bikini. What do you mean <gasps> blur? Like The Sims? Yeah, but like obviously because they're nude the whole time. So there's an episode where she she goes to a, a not spoiler. She goes to a firehouse and she's like <laughs> naked, just wearing the fireman's clothing, <laughs> and they like draw on a bikini. <gasps> that is Who so is funny. They? I Who just drew the <laughs> the Jonas Brothers the people. <laughs> I I just watched that episode and I was like, how the fuck did they film her? And I think there were times where they uh, that's so I can't believe they drew a bikini on. I, there I were also times where it. it was like zoomed all the way in because like titty out in a sort of wide shot, but then it would just be on her face and it was blurry. Mm. And you were like, why is it so zoomed in? 
<laughs> yeah, they did that um, when Carrie Washington got pregnant. There's like some seasons of Scandal where it's just like really close so that you can't see her pregnant belly. I love it's that. It's really funny. I love that. But Anna, thank you. Well, thank you for encouraging me to watch it. I probably will start making it like a cooking TV show. Um, and thank you for doing this movie with us. We are now all inducted into Camp Rock and I will be watching the second one. Probably. Oh, my God. And this is my euphoria as Camp Rock, I have to say. <laughs> This is what I want to see the teens do. Oh. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I'd like to plug um, Under the Bleachers podcast. I'd listen to <laughs> it. Know. Like and subscribe. Do people still do that? I don't know. I Not think for us. So. <laughs> but it's very Get nice the numbers to say up. that. I want, this, I want this podcast to take off more than the DJ's career. What was her name? Katie? I don't know. <laughs> Caitlin. Caitlin. Completely. Bleep, bleep. Bleep, blurp. Jane. Jane, do you want to say what our upcoming movie is? It's The Space Between Us, a movie that Issa and I have been pining, speaking of pining, pining to watch and discuss. This is the movie that I thought everything, everything was, right? It's about the boy who goes to space and he likes the girl. Okay, cool. I'm really excited, by the way. Also, that guy's name is Asa, right? Asa Butterfield. He's sex education lead. Yes. Um, boy who goes to space that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a camp rock loving teen and wait no and with a friend oh. you can get in touch with us at under the bleachers pod at gmail.com and find us on twitter at at bleacher teens <laughs> sorry also subscribe <laughs> to our patreon to kick us some support especially if you can't get enough and want to write in and say if you like camp rock or high school musical um at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod okay we will see you next time under, under the bleachers, the bleachers.